Hello, my name is Aziz and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She's really my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about life. Too many women in this world feel alone. They worry about the judgment of others and they struggle with their mental health. But when they listen to the Rare Girls podcast where empowered women share their voices and tell their stories, many women will feel inspired to live a life of freedom and to overcome all insecurities. They will feel it is a safe space to find their confidence, to remember their unique beauty and to feel their self-worth. And they will connect with the sisterhood of rare girls who encourage their success and support their dreams. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Iman Najm Azizi. Iman is a co-author of Euphoria. She has an immense passion for writing and reading. In addition to that, she holds the position of editor-in-chief at Chaos Corporation, a company that she helped establish alongside her brother and his friends. Simultaneously, she is pursuing a degree in psychology. Iman, how are you today? Hi, Aziz. I'm amazing. How are you? I feel positive, blessed, and very curious, of course, about you as a woman and as a person. So I'll begin with this nice first question, which is, Iman, if your friends and the people who know you best could describe your personality, what would they say about you? Well, um, I believe they would start off with the fact that I am confident, very energetic, and uh, very blunt at times. I love that. Let's focus on the confidence first. How do you define your confidence? What does it mean? Can you share more details that pertain to that? Okay, so well, it basically, uh, for me, confidence is basically just, you know, when you have that very, uh, that little stone in your stomach, that's just holding you down. When you lift off that weight and you just completely let it all out, but in a very respectful manner, I believe that is confidence when you can really approach others and, you know, understand others. Confidence is not just about, you know, being open. It's about welcoming others in as well and, uh, you know, getting your point across beautifully. And um, I learned this from my brother, to be very honest. Um, his name's Hassan. And, you know, watching him be so confident, I wanted that for myself. So I just simply followed his footsteps and went along with it. Do you feel that there are many women who have that confidence? Or what is your assessment of the situation? From my experience, I've seen a lot of women usually, um, they tend to shy away, you know, because of how the world works, basically. But to be very honest, I'm very, very blessed to have such a supporting family, um, not just both of my brothers, but my parents as well, and especially my mother. In fact, I believe she's she's a wonderful woman. She's very strong. And, you know, regardless of all the typical stereotypes that one fa one's family has, she has always told me to, you know, just do it. 
not be sh not you know not shy away don't go to your typical uh choices stand out of your comfort zone and go for it thank you and that's very very important to share your advice to other women who might be shying away and therefore stuck in their comfort zone what would you tell them if they don't have a brother or a family such as yours or you said that's how the world works maybe you can share a bit how what's your perspective on how the world is causing more and more women uh, to stay in their comfort zone and your advice to them so that they can break free well um to start off i don't really think there are a lot of women who have been blessed with the opportunities that i have been blessed with so to them i would simply say that you know you just simply need to believe in yourself because there's no one else that's going to do it for you until or unless you truly uh, know that you can make a change and you can actually do something i really strongly stand with the fact that you need to step out of your comfort zone and you know uh, let yourself live don't hide away i agree 100 percent. and how did being a writer or your ability to write help you on your journey to find your confidence more and more and to be this confident woman is it something that you believe was a huge contributing factor and if so how um well my writing so when it comes to my writing i have a completely different personality towards it and uh the one that I have when I'm socializing with others is completely different. So, you know, a lot of people, when they read my work, they're, they're like, wow, you, you have this side of you as well. So <laughs> anyways, um, I feel my writing really helped me out because, you know, when I kept all of that, uh, a lot of the stuff that was bothering me bottled in, it used to show up on my face very easily as, you know, what my mother used to say, you need to fix your face. So uh my emotions very easily tend to show up on my face so writing that down and dealing with it sort of was very therapeutic for me and it let my true natural self come out when i was with others i you know i couldn't uh, i i never held back then and i just believe writing can help honestly anyone thank you and speaking about more of the visual media, there are many women who compare themselves to women in Instagram in movies, or even nowadays AI generated, and they feel they cannot uh, feel beautiful, they compare themselves and don't see their unique beauty. And that makes them shy away even more because they think, oh, I cannot be like her, nobody will like me or whatever it is. Did you struggle maybe with uh, that as part of your growth? And if so, what is your recommendation to such women so that they really feel connected with their self-love? You know, just like every other girl, I, I did face that as well growing up. And it wasn't me who used to compare, you know, myself with the the actor actresses on the movie in the movie sorry or you know models and stuff like that uh i mean i was in love with how their makeup was it was beautiful <laughs> but uh, you know when it comes to them talking about their body and the body shaming aspect of it all um i did have a lot of uh, people say that to me and when i say people i mean people who i'm no longer friends with or people who I no longer associate with because they just carried a lot of negative energy 
And I know it may sound very typical to say this, you know, but you just cannot let these people hold you down. I never had anyone come up to me and say, oh my God, you know what, regardless of your weight or your looks, you are perfect. And uh, I was always a chubby child. And uh, I had my, uh, you know, physics ed teacher come up to me, uh, physical education uh, teacher come up to me and she, I was just in first grade and she said, oh, you're getting chubby. So, you know, that was the starting point. And I was like, that's that's not a nice thing to say. That was my first reply to her. So these things always will happen. And I just, uh, I feel like you really need to find the beauty within. That, that That's simply it. You can't find it on the, in the, you know, in the looks or anything. Thank you. I agree 100%. And to other women, some women might have abandonment issues or they're people pleasers. They cannot say no. To some people, even those toxic people, they worry, they say, well, what if I did something wrong or no, uh, I will hurt their feelings if I let them go out of my life. How did you do it? And what's your recommendation and advice for other women who understand and feel the pain of being connected to those toxic people? But a part of them wants to be a nice girl and a good girl uh, that ends up punishing them by keeping those people in their life. Well, I, I actually have a couple of friends who are, you know, very nice. They don't say no to anyone. And, you know, exactly the sort of uh, women you just described. Um, you know, I my best approach with them is to help them just, you know, even when they say yes to someone, my main target for them is to say yes where you feel comfortable step by steps all you have to do is take baby steps obviously you can't wake up one day and say oh i'm just going to change my entire self and not be this person uh it only happens in movies <laughs> so these sort of things they they take baby steps and for them i would just um you know i would say okay you you, you guys need to honestly everything every single one of your questions they always boil down to believing in yourself and it took me a really long time to do that because I was that sort of person. I used to say yes and then I used to be upset about it when I was alone. And then I realized that, you know, if this is bothering me so much, when it finally came down crashing, I was like, this is bothering me a lot. And it just, uh, I was like, you know what, I'm going to start doing this now, step by step, gradually. I cannot just change myself instantly, but I can try. So that's what I did. Thank you for that. And you grew up in Dubai, where there are people from all cultures of the world. And then now you are living back in your home country. Can you share a bit more about that? Some people would say that, well, growing uh, up away from your natural culture can be hard, that it can actually cause you to either choose, force you to be better or to get bitter. <laughs> How was the reality of growing up in Dubai compared, like, let's say there are some women who want to go there for work, they didn't grow up there. How is the reality compared to the glamorous uh, picture of people who never visited that they have in their mind? And how did it impact and uh, your development and growth? Well, um, I did come here for my, uh, you know, higher education. It was a very hard uh, adjustment to make. 
and you know as you said bitter or better it was both to be very honest it started off bitter because you know it, it's like it's a completely different culture here to what i was you know growing up with uh even though i was uh, you know completely connected with my pakistani roots it was still hard to be completely surrounded by that environment to follow those rules those regulations those uh, traditions and what not but you know i i came to you know uh you know find the beauty in all of that and in the end i've seen that it was very hard to accept at first but uh, you know when i started learning about it further um i used to sit down with my mom and my dad and my brothers both of them i i realized that you know everything is happening for a reason and there might be some extremes but most of them are you know uh what do you say the rules or the culture it's it's acceptable and there's beauty in that thank you and you're currently a student of psychology correct yes can you share how was the decision point of choosing this field what interested you in it or what attracted you to choose it uh, rather than any other field even literally studying to become a journalist or improve in writing or something that's more of what you do on a daily basis um well so i actually had three options three career choices that i had in my mind one was uh, being a data scientist and the other was journalism and the third was psychology and uh, the one that truly gave me a passion was psychology because it's not very easy to explain to others why you chose psychology when they just ask you out of the blue but um you know i i feel like a lot of people today in this world right now need help and it does not mean that you are not capable of doing that on your own but i believe seeking out and getting help can really help you know make the world a better place and uh, my target is to basically just help people help women in fact uh, in particular uh, or you know the girls of uh, you know the teenage girls especially help them out and uh, make it easier for them make it uh, acceptable for them to live with what they have and you know get get the best out of it they don't have to do a lot they don't have to face uh, consequences for what they do i just want the best for them and that's my main goal and this is sort of the first time i think that i'm explaining to someone why i really want to pursue psychology yeah that's it thank you for that and you mentioned that you want to help in particular teenage girls what are some of the things that are meaningful to you whether issues or struggles or challenges that you really really uh, feel they should be helped with maybe raising awareness related to that would be great anything in particular related to their growth their life that to you fires you up when you think about making a difference in their lives okay so you know i think we would go back to our the beginning of the very first few questions that we had you asked about my comparison with models and stuff and whether i had ever done that right so when i think about that i believe every girl at some point has done that uh regardless if it was directly or indirectly but i always grew up to not uh be that typical girl and uh, i've always been someone who was like you know what just 
go with it. Let's just swing it, you know. And I want girls to be comfortable in whatever they choose. I don't want them to think that, oh, if I choose this, what would people think? And uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, okay, uh, well, what is it? There's a lot of judgment against some, let's say, if a girl wants to pursue something that's out of the ordinary or that's usually considered for men. I just despise the f that that stereotype, right? I don't like that. I just want the girls to be able to say, I'm doing it because I'm capable and I know I can do it and I can make a change. I can bring about a difference. And I did that with myself. I provided that for myself and my mom provided that for me, most importantly. I've had like um, a lot of people, I, I, used to, I used to have to make decisions and it was very hard for me to make, but then my mom would take me in the corner and she'd be like, Iman, it's just you and me right now. You tell me what you want and I'll support you. And she's done this with every single one of her ch children. And um, I feel like, you know, not just, I, I, I want to be the sort of person my mom is. And I want to be that sort of person that people don't have in their lives. A lot of girls, they, you know, they are, they have this, uh, they face the life of not having a mother. And, uh, I just want to be there for them. I want to provide them and tell them that, you know, there's always someone out there for you. You just have to be willing to seek for it. That's really, really inspirational. Thank you, Iman. And to finish this, since you said it was pretty difficult at first to adapt to Pakistan, thinking about you, your personality, your temperament, if you could live anywhere in the world that is not Dubai and not Pakistan, where would the ideal place for you be? Would it be like, I don't know, in Bali, uh, on the beach, uh, having spiritual talks with people there? Would it be in Paris and you dress like a French uh, person and live stream online your trainings? Or it would be on a safari in Africa, <laughs> drinking coconuts in South America, in New York City, in uh, Los Angeles, near Hollywood and the stars? Where would be a place that you know for sure uh, your heart seems to be interested in uh, being in? And if you could spend a couple of years or more there, you'll be very happy. Well, um, first off, I do not like coconut water. <laughs> Absolutely not. Even though my dad really wants me to drink it. Well, you know, um, I have two options in mind. So the first one would be New Zealand for obvious reasons. But then uh, I have, I, I have always wanted to be, you know, just anywhere in the world, but, you know, you know, in a forest, in a cabin, and that's it. Just me in a cabin. That's all I want. Just complete peace. And uh, even though I may seem like a very extroverted person and a very socializing person, I really like my alone time. And uh, that is always my first priority after university or my uh, what's it, uh, my work. My first, uh, you know, instant thought is to, you know, just give myself some time. And if I could have that even for a couple of years, that would be amazing because I am tired. <laughs> I've been hustling so hard. And, you know, if you obviously if you don't work hard in these years, what's the point? So my main goal is just to have me time in a forest, in a cabin. 
<laughs> Thank you. And you said New, New Zealand for obvious reasons. Well, they're not really obvious. Is it because of the cabin and the forest? Or what are the obvious reasons that make you choose New Zealand? Well, to be honest, I've seen that it's not a very uh, problematic country um, compared to a lot of other countries. And not just that, I've seen uh, a lot of different cultures be accepted there. And uh, not just cultures, but religions in particular. In fact, being a Muslim girl, it's not very easy to be just accepted about, you know, anywhere. You have to face a lot of criticism with that, whether that's online or within people or, you know, just in general, you have to face that a lot. And I feel like maybe that's a country where I can truly be myself, you know, whether I want to be a completely uh, a religious person or whether I want to be a mix of that regardless of whatever i want to be i feel like that's a very suitable place for it thank you so much iman it was my privilege and my honor to have you in this podcast to share your voice your perspective and your goals and dreams i wish you all the success i wish you that cabin in the woods and to let go of all the hustle finally and to help all the teenage girls and be that person who was there for them Thank you again for participating. Thank you, Aziz. Thank you for this opportunity. And you know what? I keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a wonderful job, you know, have, helping empower all these girls and women. It's just truly beautiful. Thank you so much for your work. You are welcome. Thank you. Mm -hmm.